0: So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With Blue Chew, men everywhere excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com chew it and do it and we've got a special deal for our douglas movies listeners try blue chew free when you use our promo code dlm at checkout just pay five bucks for shipping that's bluechew.com, promo code dlm to receive your first month free visit blue for more details and important safety information and we thank blue chew for sponsoring the podcast back to the show
1: Doug hates
2: candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seats, With 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth There's still not one that he won't see Because Doug loves movies
1: Hello everyone and welcome to I Love Movies Coming to you from the UCB Theater in Los Angeles They do
0: lots of fun shows here at UCB Including my interruption show on the last Thursday of every month So go check out ucbtheater.com Spelled theater T-R-E Because they're fancy Um, The comments keep coming on my
1: page On handheldcomedy.com Can't stop them They just happen Regarding the recent Bill Dwyer episode Stefan wrote Good episode but too many side tracks During the Leonard Malton game Well there you go Stefan I don't know if you listened last week But we said if Stefan isn't happy We're not fucking playing the Leonard Malton game (laughs) We'll just fucking drop that and just do all sidetracks. <laughs> but actually, a conversation between Bill Dwyer and me is basically nothing but sidetracks. And uh, so if he comes on again, you're just going to have to suffer, Stefan. Uh, Stefan also said, as for Willem Dafoe as a shithead, you know, that's what I say at the end of every show. Uh, I think you should try to say Willem Defoe William Dafoe. I almost fucked up Stefan's great joke. I think you should try to say William
0: Defoe is a shithead just to be that much more of a dick about it. <clears throat> Thanks for the suggestion,
1: Stephen. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, you shithead. Burned you, man. Speaking of the UCB Theater, which I was a few moments ago, my guest today appears in shows here regularly. He's in like the MySpace shows, which you may have seen. It's really fun. If you're in Los Angeles or New York, check it out. And you may know him as one of my talking head cohorts on Best Week Ever. I don't know what a hort is, but anyway, he, uh, he has a new sketch comedy show on M to the T to the V called Human Giant. Please welcome Paul Shear, everybody. <clears throat> Man, nice jaunty entrance. I did. I ran in. You
2: skip ran in. You know what? It was. I was that very was excited nice. to sit down and talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it's good to have wait. you
1: here, man. I've been Thank trying you. to get you for a while, but you've been busy doing stuff on both coasts. Yeah, I'm very,
2: very busy. Very yeah. busy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so far, th- that first part of that conversation, I just start stopped and realized sounded so much like uh, like a radio interview. Well, yeah, not, I think, like I was being way too formal there. <laughs> we, uh, I actually you've did, been too busy <laughs> to come by, but it's
2: great to have you in the studio. Well, whenever I'm in Listen, Phoenix, Paul, I, love to I don't come care by. what you have to say, but I want to talk some more. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, you know, just play some uh, play some Creed for me. Can we play some Creed right now? <laughs> it, oh, if are for continuing uh, the radio bit, I was okay. <laughs>
1: No, no, I just thought you were, that was like, you were like saying a hip way of shortening Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> it's like, play some Creed, man. It would be like I a total wish. stoner request. And then Creed would come on and you go, I didn't mean that fucking Creed. I'd be so bummed. I didn't like, mean the Creed that's no. actually called Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So, Paul Sheer, what yes, motion pictures have you seen lately? Have you oh, seen anything?
2: I did a really... The best thing I've ever done in my life, which is, you know how at CVS or like any Dwayne Reed has like copies of like really like $1.99 DVDs and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. So I was there like three o'clock in the morning and I saw this one said, Mr. T is the strongest man in the world, $1.99. I picked that up, <laughs> brought that home and I found it to be a, a touching portrayal of a strip club bouncer who befriends a bunch of inner city kids and, uh, and uh, teaches them how to box um hence the strongest man in the world um but the weird thing was is that he worked in a pretty hardcore strip club but it was a kids movie too so i had a problem with that balance uh, that was going on there you didn't see any actual nudity did you no, but he walks you through could just tell it was rough trade <laughs> Well, like, there's a fight in the strip club. There's fights in there. It's not like an easygoing strip club. Mr. T has to be the strongest man in the world because shit goes down at the strip club and he's always maneuvering back there. Um, You know what? That's what Roadhouse needs is Patrick Swayze (laughs) teaching children how to dance and how to be nice. It clearly was just the convergence of, like, two maybe good ideas. Like, oh, yeah, Mr. T works in a strip club and he takes care of business. Yeah, yeah, but with kids, uh, that's kind of a different movie. Uh, no, no, he teaches the kids how to box together, and that's the movie. We have these two scripts. <laughs> Let's just, just
1: alternate pages <laughs>
2: and got see my, what happens. You got my kids' boxing movie in my movie. Oh, you got my strip club movie in my movie. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, it's so... <laughs>
1: As an adult, I can say it's very difficult to jerk off to, <laughs> but but that it's also a nice way to, to make children grow up quicker <laughs> oh. as a children's
2: movie. You know, it's like... Yeah, kinda- kid, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like uh, that movie Hardball. Remember Hardball with Keanu Reeves? Remember that? Oh, yeah. And when then it became
1: a TV series with Dean Cain.
2: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see that.
1: Who should introduce himself as parties as I'm the uh, TV version of Keanu Reeves. <laughs>
2: Because there's always the TV version of people. Yeah, but you know what? I think he's oddly more popular than the movie version of Superman. Brandon Brandon Roth. the <laughs> guy Brandon. What happened to him? He was big for about five minutes, and there's then it's with
1: a T or with, or with an S H. Ruth.
2: Ruth. Ruth. But oh man, well he'll
1: he, be in Superman Return Returns.
2: Yeah, not 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 soon. Have you? I, the best thing I've watched is a documentary on Superman Returns, and Brian Singer hates brandon ruth really he talks down to him and there's actually a part where brandon ruth goes uh yeah i never really acted before this and uh brian really taught me a lot about it shouldn't be all about faces and uh you could just tell this guy's been beaten down it's (laughs) like you know he's like yeah and i I, you know i was really bad actor but i'm learning a lot and then you cut to like day 95 and they just aren't even talking to each other (laughs) Brian Singer's directions is just like, you're making the face. Stop Stop making making the face. face. (laughs) You don't have to make a
1: face like you're flying. (laughs) Just fly. You're not hero on heroes.
2: (laughs) You don't have to (laughs) pretend you're taking a shit (laughs) to take off. (laughs) (laughs) Severely (laughs) constipated, but can transport. (laughs) What about, did you see the Ben Affleck? George Reeves' Superman thing? Hollywood Oh, Land? no, I didn't see that, but I, but it's on a list of my Netflix that I would like to see. It's in your queue. It's in my queue, right under Uptown, Saturday Night with Bill Cosby and Cindy Porter. Oh,
1: Poyot. dude, does not hold up. <laughs> no, not good? No, that was from my youth,
2: and uh, I loved it when
1: I was a kid. There's a scene where, where fucking Jimmy Dynamite, right. Walker, JJ, he uh, fucking... I don't know. Eat spinach or some shit, and, and he's like really, you know, he's really skinny, like scary skinny, but he like could beat the crap out of people for some reason in the boxing ring. It's ridiculous, but I, I liked it when I was younger.
0: <laughs> I,
2: have, I haven't seen it since. I'm just guessing. Well, cause it, cause I have I it on. Well. My, I have it on my Netflix queue. I'm excited to see that. Um, I also last night was addicted to uh, Falling Down, the Michael Douglas classic. All right. And there's a moment in that, which I highly recommend if it's on HBO, you have to watch it. Just fast forward to the fast food scene when he's like he's holding people hostage in this fast food restaurant. He, right. And he's not really holding them hostage. He just wants breakfast. and It's eleven thirty five. and They stop serving breakfast at eleven thirty. And, you know, he's trying to be friendly, but he accidentally shoots a machine gun. <laughs> and, uh, and then he goes up to this woman. He's like, are you enjoying your food? And I guess the woman's cue was, oh, you're going to vomit now on cue. But she doesn't quite pull it off, so all she does is this. She goes, blech, <laughs> blech, and just spits out food. And now I have a high-def TV, and I rewound that about 17 times in a row. And it gets better and better each time. Because she really just has a piece of burger in her mouth. She just goes, it just drops. It doesn't go, it doesn't project out, it just drops. It's like, "Blah." <laughs> The weirdest sound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's hilarious.
1: Oh I love shit! It. And she went on to play uh, Gollum in the.
2: Wonderful portrayal. Wonderful <laughs> portrayal.
1: I was reading in Entertainment Weekly sidebar mm-hmm. uh, that. Uh, you know, Dobby's not going to be in this next uh, Harry Potter movie. The house elf. elf elf. Come on. (laughs) And about how purists are upset about it, you know, (laughs) and like, he didn't say it, but Daniel Radcliffe practically goes, fuck Dobby, that was bullshit. (laughs) That was in the first two stupid ones, or the second one, and, uh, you know, really that Dobby just slows shit down.
2: Well, I just love the ardent fervor that these, like, uh, Harry Potter fans have, like, how could you cut anything? Because the books are, like, 1,200 pages. But those, those people would sit through a seven hour movie just to get their fucking Dobby on. That first... That first movie, I I read the Harry Potter book. I liked it just fine, but that first movie, I was like, "Oh my god, I want to stab myself." It seemed never ending. Yeah, Yeah. and there's no action in it; just a lot of chatting. And poor Ron Weasley, Mm. Rupert Grint,
1: he's he's all bummed out because you know, in the book, at this point, he becomes fucking kick-ass Quidditch star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the movies, not a mention of it. Oh, (laughs) sad. He's like, I was looking forward to being good at
2: Quidditch. (laughs) Boo. I had a friend who did interviews for, like, press conference and junkets and stuff, and Ron Weasley refused to be in the same room as uh, Harry Potter. Like, yeah. they had a real big rivalry, so they had to separate them throughout the day. Well, I hate to spoil it for you, but uh, the next book... Oh, no. Does he get it?
1: No. I'm oh. just saying they they have a rivalry. Oh. Oh. <laughs> because well, in the last movie they were starting to there was starting to yeah, be some weirdness because weird. yeah, you exactly. know they were like starting to be into girls and one was clearly being
2: better than the other one at and everything. the other one a doofy weird looking dude yeah yeah With I'm just glad they got that
1: Her- Hermione back you know because she was threatening to not be in the rest of the
2: movies well so. like really what else is she going to do not I, act yeah, She yeah. was like
1: I just don't want to act anymore Oh really? That's why she wanted out Yeah she was just like that Acting's not my thing She'd take But like they're like, the like "Oh, Oh four million. million dollars It's your thing like, And then yes. she's like But fucking Harry Potter Gets twenty million And he loves it <laughs> I have to I have to work hard And push myself <laughs> He's having a great time He should make less <laughs> That's not what they said But
2: Something but That's really that's, that's like the late shift version Of that story Yeah You were hiding in closets Listening mm-hmm. What's going on? So here's
1: what's coming out this week. Mm -hmm. The movie's opening today. Uh, Disturbia.
2: Oh, man, the best title for a movie ever. (laughs) <laughs> Disturbia
1: But it's Have you seen the trailer Yeah it's Rear it's, Window It's Rear Window But I guess Instead the guy, of Jimmy Stewart In a wheelchair
2: It's Shia LaBeouf With a uh, tracking device And I guess the twist is Is that this guy Actually does kill people I think that's the twist Rear Window He didn't kill somebody Right is that the thing Or No
1: by the end of the Rear Window The guy's fucking Really up to something Alright okay So this guy's really Up to something too Yeah you know, I don't But know. like you see it in the trailer. I don't you know,
2: I would imagine the trailer for Rear, rear Window didn't show that, you know. Yeah, like the they, trailer for the rear window did not show David Morris stabbing someone and blood flying on the window and going, What did he see? Well clearly he saw someone stabbing someone. Like that's what that trailer showed me. Do you call him David Morris? I did, is that Morse? It's Morse, yeah. Morse code. But that'd be fun if you just
1: always <laughs> called people, you know, like uh, I just like to piss him off. Morris. <laughs> Hey David Morris, come get me. It's like wasn't one of the wasn't the B.G. Maurice, Wasn't it spelled Morris? Yes, it was. And, and he had an attitude about it. No, he had Morris. the nerve to always correct people. <laughs> I have a friend who has that kind of name where it's like they always get it wrong. He's uh, just always like, "Yes,
2: first time out of the gate." <laughs> Doesn't try to get it fixed. Just says, "Okay, people, that's my name." People say to me, "Hey, you're Joe McHale," and I go, "Yes." Because at a certain point, it's like, it's not worth explaining that I'm not the guy that you recognize from a basic cable show. It's like, then it's really more embarrassing for me. So I just go, I'm Joe McHale. I'll see you later. Watch Top yeah. Soup. You know, like, that, that's The all. soup. <laughs> the soup, yeah, whatever. Thanks for getting your basic cable wires <laughs> crossed. I well, Yes. I, and then, the, you know, people come up in the bag, oh, but you wear glasses on the show, like, Yes. I don't know who you're talking about, but yes. Like I People know that. say to me all the time, you're so Raven. Like, it's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, I don't have... I mean, you don't... You don't even really Look like Joel McKill No
2: not at all I actually watched The Soup the other day And go I look nothing Like this person They just they just get the Pop
1: culture talking Face guy And, and just like You know That's that's the name That stuck And it's like but they, It doesn't mean They like you any less They probably like you More than him They might not even know who, You know They may not be That familiar with him
2: That's why I don't Want to be a dick And go no I'm not that guy And then sit down And explain to them That Best Week Ever Is a different show Than I Love the 80s And Celebrity Mishaps And whatever So I just go yes We've become friends And I walk away (laughs) And occasionally I get a MySpace message and go, I met you, and you lied to me. You told me that you were this guy, now I I feel like a jerk. But why did you lie to me? That's even weirder. Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Speaking of hoaxes that you're perpetrating, Richard Gere is in a movie called The Hoax. Oh, yeah. In which he plays a fake autobiographer of Howard Hughes. Like, he convinced people... That Howard Hughes. This is a, based on a true right. thing. That how he is a guy that convinced everybody that he had interviews with Howard Hughes to write right. Howard Hughes' autobiography, and he'd never met Howard Hughes. He just made hold the on one thing second. Just,
2: just I had to wake up again. That sounds like a terrible idea for <laughs> 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 well, a movie. you know, a, the movie, the movie it sounds
1: like it's a hoax to get you to come watch <laughs> this hoax. Like you get in there and you're like, wow, they really tricked me. That, like, this wow. sounded fascinating. <laughs> Because I remember in The Aviator That uh,
2: Howard Hughes crashed a plane to, I would love to see fake interviews <laughs> with this person That I don't really care about Excellent, bring it on He didn't
1: even interview him
2: though You don't. There's no Howard Hughes character in the movie, I bet So he's just a liar That's like this other movie with um, Shattered Glass? Oh, that's a good movie I like that movie But, but that guy was a liar No, but there's another Big movie Big Fat out- Liar? Ooh, that's a good one too <laughs> With Frankie Muniz? Man, Paul Giamatti was never better. He never, <laughs> never blew it. Mind's amazing. <laughs> um, Paul Giamatti is blue in that. Uh, the the one thing uh, was it the oh there's a new movie coming out where someone pretends to be Stanley Kubrick, and that's a movie. Yeah, too. color me Kubrick. <laughs> And it's John Malkovich Pretends to be But also In the the true life story there Uh
1: The guy looks nothing like uh, Kubrick Just like Malkovich Looks nothing like Kubrick It was just completely (laughs) That like If you just tell somebody You're Stanley Kubrick There weren't that many Pictures of him You didn't see that much You know There was no DVD footage At the time When he was making movies So people didn't really know What he looked like So just be like And he was really effeminate He's like I'm Stanley Kubrick
2: (laughs) and Waving his hand around And chatting Uh at parties Like Capote Dude That's kind of like That dude who dressed up like Brad Pitt for a while, he wore those big sunglasses. They were like, oh, Brad Pitt, why is he making out with, like, strippers? And then, like, then they finally saw him without the big sunglasses. they like, oh, that's clearly not Brad Pitt. Like, this guy only, only can look like a celebrity with gigantic sunglasses on.
1: I hope I didn't tell this story on a previous I Love Movies, but if I did... Can they fast-forward through a yeah, yeah, podcast? Yeah, yeah. Just okay. push it through. Just push it through. Push through this, people. But there was a guy at a restaurant, La La's, here uh-huh. in Los Angeles, oh, on yeah. uh, Fairfax, sure. I think. There's a guy sitting at the bar, just like, total pose, posture, attitude, f- look, just like Jack Nicholson, <laughs> but was... Absolutely not Jack Nicholson (laughs) (laughs) Fucking sitting at the bar at La La's Just like waiting for people to come up and talk to him Uh, You know (laughs) But the guy really pulled off the look And we sat there for a long time going I wonder if the guy is trying to get attention Like wants people to think he's Jack Nicholson And so It was around the time Something's Gotta Give came out So Bonnie McFarland goes over to him And she goes I loved Something's Gotta Give And the guy goes Thank you (laughs) Oh, <laughs>
2: oh, so that brutal She gave him just
1: enough, you know, like he, l- let him say no, oh, no, oh, thanks, yeah, yeah. but I, you I I made a mistake, like for, but no, thank you. Man. Like he was, like he was in his mind, was like he was already one step closer to having sex with her.
2: Do you think how big is that betrayal? Just you know, have sex with somebody who looks like Jack Nicholson, and you know, be getting ready to go, and then clearly you look around the studio apartment and go, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, I don't think Jack Nicholson lives in a studio apartment." And uh, yeah, he's that? got like one golf club. He's like, "That's the one I used on that car that <laughs> one time." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm keeping it special. <laughs>
2: I can't do a Nicholson impression. He just does photoshops of his head, like all the DVD cases of his head, like on Easy Rider. He's got a
1: typewriter with a page in it that says "All
2: work and no play (laughs) makes Jack a dull boy." (laughs) He's got all these things
1: around the apartment. Bathroom door broke through, like The Shining. (laughs) (laughs) He even does it like when she's trying to go to the bathroom. He even sticks it through and says, "Here's Johnny." (laughs) He
2: pisses on the floor, like in Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think of that? The Wolf, that was a terrible movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wolf, Jack Nicholson with James Spader.
2: Oh, James too much, Spader. too much oozing going on. Yeah, there. yeah, too much, too much oil. Yeah
1: I, th- I, s- I have to say After seeing it again uh, The Departed Like Jack Nicholson's My least favorite aspect Of that movie Like to me He doesn't fit in
2: You know people say that a lot And they say that You know that uh, Like De Niro Would be so much better In that role and Well I don't know
1: it. That'd be a little too much Like you know It's already bad enough That Scorsese uses Some of the same Fucking songs
2: yeah, From his like... previous <laughs> movies It's like what
1: I oh. think there are more songs Dude if you just <laughs> Check it out He only knows like, like give me shelter Listen to the next track See what that is <laughs> Maybe Maybe that'll match the scene uh, where a car is going by in slow motion when somebody's about to get killed. Any what, rock song from the era would be like, yeah. "Oh, this is creepy."
2: <laughs> I think Manhunter. I think every Michael Mann movie has proved that. What, wait, but what now? What happened to? What, 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 what? <laughs> With this, uh, this Cortez, did you guys talk about this? The final scene in the department. I don't remember what I've talked about. The the rat running across the railing. Yes, and we've the talked fu- about it. That is that is terrible. He lost his mind. No, we one were said, trying to eh. give people the benefit of the.
1: De- you know, some people are like la 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 because it was you know because it's just been out on dvd for a few weeks and so some people wait for that now yeah yeah some people even wait for cable to them i say fuck yeah fuck that you can you can hear what happens in the movie yeah because also sometimes it's actually interesting to see a movie after you've already heard the the, the twist or the thing to look for that's Mm -hmm. lame like when it gets to it you're like oh my god they're so right about this fucking rat exactly yeah like why is there a rat on a windowsill
2: why is that the closing shot of the movie But i remember being very fulfilled i was like wow great movie great ending scene what the fuck is that rat doing there? Like, and that is how I left the movie. Like, it was come on, rat. man, they're all rats. <laughs> they're all they're rats. All rats in the City end. It would have been so much better
1: if, like, then a little kid shot that rat with a, <laughs> with a you know a pop gun or something. What you know, the fuck BB are you gun. Gun. looking
2: at, rat? Bam! <laughs> and
1: it just shoots off the ledge, you know. And then they zoom in on the golden palace in the background. <laughs> which is another thing I hated about it. That fucking oh. church or whatever, the
2: temple, whatever man, the fuck it is in the background. In, he was living in a uh, in a rich world. It's very strange,
1: but I also just. Think that movie like to me it's like it's going gangbusters and it's really entertaining and it's really good and yes. then it's just like and then everyone dies you know it's just like too much like just you know
2: it like get, it gets you upset because you know that people are gonna die you're like oh no no yeah, no it's no no very yeah it's like quinchy the last yeah.
1: uh, few minutes of the movie you're just like oh now this guy's gonna get shot great yeah it's like uh that's what i like about the sopranos <laughs> is fucking what's his name uh david chase will just be like Fuck you guys, nobody gets capped. Yeah. Dur- during
2: this long sequence where you know it's coming. You know it's coming, and it's like, uh, we'll just end the season on a Christmas party. Yeah. Yeah, that's fulfilling. Pasta fazool. Hey, Great. <laughs> Nothing more I like than an awkward Christmas party to end the sopranos. <laughs> Only nine more months till next one, great, no problem. <laughs> Hunker down, idiots. <laughs> yeah. A lot of internal tension. That's really fascinating to watch.
1: Each break is longer to give you the opportunity to go back on DVD and watch the entire series. Like <laughs> like watching, like the, For this nine, I'm going to watch the first 91. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> uh, Pathfinder opens today. That's Ooh, a Pathfinder. Viking
2: movie that's rated R for Ooh. strong, brutal violence throughout. Wow. So I'm in. I'm totally. I want to see Pathfinder. I want to see Pathfinder the same way I want to see that movie Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. It's like... You just know it's gonna be an hour and a half of just ridiculousness and you jump in, it's like Howie Long is Fireman, you know, it's like whatever it is.
1: It's Rambo in the urban jungle (laughs) and he you know how Rambo at one point sews up one of his own wounds? Oh yeah yeah. Wahlberg does it repeatedly. so I haven't even seen it I've just heard about that oh, so I was hilarious. just like I don't want to watch a guy sewing himself up constantly
2: so Pathfinder is essentially just Vikings like real on that's all Vikings. I know
1: about it I just went on uh, <laughs> a, a online site that said you know what it was about
2: I will say that great advertising campaign <laughs> for Pathfinder because we you and I who I think know a lot about movies I don't know anything about Pathfinder
1: yeah I really don't haven't heard anything about it I mean it's kind of a weird week because it's all kind of like seems like a lot of dumping ground movies like, yeah, yeah. like uh, there's this thing Perfect Stranger which is not
2: about Balky and Larry which I would have been great because I have a movie about a guy who pretended to be Balky and got laid (laughs) all the time at Lala's Uh, it was gonna star David Morris Bronson Pinch Oh, oh Hello
1: uh, This is Perfect Stranger Something with Bruce Willis And Halle Berry that Oh I that I just, movie
2: looks Terrible like It just looks like I've seen that already Haven't I um I liked it better When it was called Disclosure With Michael Douglas And Demi Moore yeah. Right It's like or, the same idea Or
1: is a previous Bruce Willis movie
2: Raping a previous Halle Berry movie <laughs> I mean they both seem Like they've been in Stuff exactly like this Already Is this like Bruce Willis Going you know what I need to make more money When I do Japanese commercials So this movie will do Huge overseas Like I mean this seems like a direct-to-video, like Sylvester Stallone kind of like weirdness. Yes, it's like, like you don't have to speak English to understand this story. <laughs> Just two attractive people looking like they know more than they do. Red line. Is oh, out. that's the MySpace movie. That's like if you didn't see. Oh Fast yeah, there's the ads
1: on MySpace all the time.
2: Yeah, it's just like it's just, it's Fast and the Furious, and they don't even make any bones about it. It's yeah. really it's just bad. that's what
1: it is. I thought it was going to be Fast and Furious, and then so, you know like Tokyo yeah.
2: Drift. It was going to be Fast and Furious. Redline. <laughs> <laughs> Red line, yeah. But you know, I, when I first saw those commercials, I thought it was for like a deodorant stick. <laughs> like, I was like, fuck this deodorant stick commercial. And then I was like, oh, it's a movie. Because it just, it looks like it's like, vroom, and the graphics are like red yeah, line. Yeah, and the
1: girls are washing the car, yeah. their asses up in the air. That's in all the deodorant commercials.
2: I actually just, I actually unmuted it today. Like, you know how they play ads and it's like, click here for sound. I was like, I am going to click here for sound. It's like, yeah. But you know, I go to those movies just hoping that it will be like point break, and I'm always severely upset when they're not.
1: Well, did you see they had some sort of charity race thing or something
2: down to Speedway in Long Beach and yeah. Eddie Griffin fucking ran this amazing car into a wall? The most beautiful like, Ferrari. I don't know what happened. Like it's like I'm not a car guy, it's the most beautiful Ferrari you ever see. And Eddie Griffin Eddie Griffin doesn't even make a turn. He just kinda heads right into the wall. <laughs> it's like And there's a dude standing on the other side of that wall. If you watch it and download this now, likely after the podcast. And the guy doesn't move. He just stands there. like, bring it, man. Bring it. No, that's his publicist. It was his idea. (laughs)
1: Listen, hit that wall. As soon as you get in, don't drive around a few times. Just fucking hit the wall. Who cares
2: about this charity? The focus is you. Break that car. And then he's like doing interviews in yeah, front of the really most smash. really cheery
1: interviews. And they say he got out without a scratch. You know, like, yeah, of course. If he got fucking hurt, yeah. we would be watching it over and over again laughing. You know, like. The funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, look life. at this asshole getting killed. <laughs> Watch this dickhead die. Oh, man. And then there's uh, Slow
2: Burn. Ooh, slow burn. Tell me. And the title
1: is not a reference to the fact that this LL Cool J Ray Liotta drama (laughs) has been sitting on a shelf since 2005. Yikes! They're finally like, "Let's,
2: hey, you guys want to release Slow Burn?" (laughs) Yeah, I think it's been a slow enough burn. (laughs) This is this is a terrible, terrible dumping ground for (laughs) movies. This is this is awful.
1: Yeah, it's Um, a it's it's a bad day. So,
2: so but I would like to. So we recommend
1: that they just go ahead and see. A Firehouse 300
2: dog. or Firehouse Dog. Firehouse Dog, which is a movie I'm obsessed with. You're a lo- you would love them to see Firehouse Dog. Uh, I'll give you the quick pitch of Firehouse Dog. Dog, super famous, so famous he has a red carpet leading to his trailer, doing a stunt, lands in a truck full of tomatoes. His toupee falls off. This is a dog. The dog is unrecognizable, moves into a firehouse. The mayor gives him the key to the city. Case done. There, case closed. That's the movie. Uh, firehouse Dog.
1: So the dog becomes, like, he almost becomes famous a second time. Uh, do they ever figure
2: out that it's the same dog? It's weird. It's almost like Jeremy Piven without the toupee would be unrecognizable, so then he'd have to move into a family and then have to, like, <laughs> be working in a firehouse and then all of a sudden be like, oh, this fireman's great. Wait, wasn't he on Entourage? <laughs> like, uh, like I don't I don't understand. This it. The short, dorm- <laughs> Jewish, annoying fire- fireman <laughs> looks like the guy from Entourage. I just don't understand how that, like, someone... Hit, con- hit control save when that toupee flew off and they're like, yep no one will recognize this dog without a toupee first of all they had to give the dog a toupee and then assume that the dog would be unrecognizable yeah, without it yeah but that's the bigger question is how did this dog get
1: cast in his first movie
2: <laughs> like when how did he get jobs when he was going in he was a fucking bald headed dog we think you're great but We're, we really need you to wear a toupee like yeah, t- we like need the you to lose Bell some dog. weight
1: and wear a toupee and, the
2: and other then thing, we'll put you in the movies the other thing is there's nothing cute about that dog like Air Bud super cute Benji at Marine World super cute dog this dog is kind of skanky looking it's like I go fight in a firehouse <laughs> like go I don't want to be friends with that dog
1: The dog, when they go out on a call, he just sits behind and eats all their sandwiches. (laughs) The dog loves beef
2: jerky. He does? (laughs) That's one of the plot points. Paul knows all of this. He knows all of this just from the trailer. I watched the trailer, and I went on the MySpace page. I went on the website. I am actually proud to say I'm one of the 235 friends of my Firehouse Dog (laughs) on MySpace. i am addicted to it because i believe that the pitch meeting was over a crack deal like this guy's like i got this movie it's about a dog and he's a firehouse and he has a toupee and the guy's like yeah great how much crack can i buy Oh uh, that much okay great give me the script let's do this <laughs> let's get a guy who looks like Aiden quinn uh, all right perfect he's in it we got it
1: isn't it um, bruce greenwood yeah he bruce greenwood that guy that guy's so random yeah turns out in the weirdest shit he, Bruce was in, he got
2: this movie with a dog. You he wanted to do in it. in
1: the sweet hereafter, like the most depressing movie ever made. Yeah. Like, he's from Canada, so he's in a few of those weird Canadian things. Right, right. And he, uh. And then he was on, uh, he was on the Saint Elsewhere,
2: I think. But for a while. successful actor, a established yeah. actor. How, was your agent, do you go, I got this movie about a stunt dog. <laughs> Are you in? Fuck yes. Well, you know, uh, invariably the answer is so that my kids can see it. Oh yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. said that about Snow Dogs, and I found out he didn't have any kids at that point. <laughs> right, but see, that's that's where we get to the bottom of Cuba. This is like Dateline, uh,
1: because <laughs> when he says it's for the kids, he means the kids he invites over.
2: <laughs> He's like, I did this movie for you kids. Like the Maytag repairman in that. Let's episode, watch it, strokes. not take my pants off. Hey, yeah, that mouse has no pants on. <laughs> My favorite line from that Different Strokes episode. Things got really dark with that yeah. conversation. <laughs> Dudley's in the shower at the Maytag repairman playing Tarzan. That's all I remember. Scarred me for life. Sorry, Kuba. I was. This is all alleged. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is all ma- allegedly. But Snow made Dogs is a great
1: film, and and, uh, and well, Snow Dogs. That was the where they really snowed the whole audience because they. Uh, the, the trailers were all talking dog scenes. Yeah. And it turns out that's just some fucked up dream he has, like, halfway through the movie. Same thing with Kangaroo Jack. They like Kangaroo you. Jack, that's the one, not Snow Dogs. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> Kangaroo
2: Jack. Kangaroo Jack. I think they- Snow Dogs, too, though, actually. Uh, that's, yeah, I think they Sounds think real, know. right? Yeah, no, I think that, that does happen in Snow Dogs, because you think they're going to talk. Kangaroo Jack, the whole thing, is like, hi, mate, I'll pull a shrimp on the bar for you. Hi, hey, I'm doing Dr. Evil impressions in an Australian accent. And then all of a sudden, you see the movie... Kangaroo does not speak until the end when he raps in the credits. That's it. And I heard, I actually heard this uh, from a kangaroo jacked. You did. (laughs) I actually heard this from a very uh, inside Hollywood source that uh, the movie was testing so. It was an action movie done by Jerry Bruckheimer, and it was testing so badly that Jerry O'Connell said. Let's put a kangaroo in it and make a talk. And they did that and it became a family film and it made like hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, it did all right after that. Yeah, because it marketed it as a kids' movie. It was a buddy
1: action comedy with uh, Anthony, Anthony Anderson and, 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 uh, and Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, and uh, that's so fucking awesome. <laughs> I just remember that and then, the- And then you fell for it.
2: Oh, hook line is I thinker. didn't see it.
1: I just thought it was like
2: hook. I watched the whole thing. I was like, when is he gonna talk? When is the kangaroo gonna reveal that he can talk the entire time? This kangaroo is so fucking cagey. He's pretending he can't talk. Or is it. he learning in all of these scenes? Is he
1: listening and learning? the movie you see, it's so stupid because whenever a character learns to talk yes. in a movie it's always like the first few times they talk it's words we've heard them hear. right, right. you know what i mean like like I or et yeah, yeah. anybody with initials they're like hearing other people talk in like, terminator yeah so maybe the kangaroo just like when he starts finally speaking he's <laughs> just saying like you're fat and black because <laughs> he heard jerry say it to anthony <laughs> oh that
2: movie was ter- oh you got an oh Oh, oh. I,
1: they trail off into O's a lot here, but fortunately <laughs> they're not mic that well. So it always sounds like it's going great. And speaking of going great, this is another thing where I've 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 blown it with the time. Oh, I'm sorry. No don't apologize. You're hilarious. It's just like uh, I uh, I try to get the Leonard Maltin thing. I had a good just, one for you actually. I didn't keep it going. Well, I let's do prepared. it really quick. Can right, you, you it go. up really quick All and right, do
2: yeah, it? I got I know exactly where All I'm right. going to go. All right, hold
1: on a second. All right, he knows what he's going for. Yeah. Now we we talk about this before. I don't. I can't look because I can see if it's in the B's right. or the L's or the. Hold on, I'm just getting there. I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't know if it was in the L's. could Could all be an right, M at coming. that point. Um, all
2: right, all right. So. But the Z's are pretty here noticeable.
1: When somebody tries to do zardas. I get it every time.
2: You ready? Mm-hmm. Movie came out in 1985. I give up. Yeah, Alright it had a run time of 94 minutes. Okay. Here are the people in the movie. Start from the bottom. Got it. Norman Fell, <laughs> Gina Davis, John Biner, Jeffrey Jones, Carol Kane.
0: Wait, stop, stop, stop. It's some Tim Burton nonsense, I'm guessing.
2: Okay. Uh, Joseph Bologna.
0: Oh, no, it's not Tim Burton.
2: It's... Michael Richards.
1: <laughs> oh, shit.
2: Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> Wait, slow down, slow down. I'll give it oh, to you again. Shit. I'll give it to you again. Norman Fell, <laughs> Gina Davis, John Biner, Jeffrey Jones, <laughs> Carol Kane, Joseph Bologna, Ed Begley Jr. Oh, my
0: God. It's like the most retarded cast. And finally, Oh, the last Jeff name? Goldblum. Goldblum. There's only
2: one name left? Yep. Jeff Goldblum. And it's Goldblum? And uh, I'll read you.
1: <laughs> what the fuck is that? I, I mean, I, I should know it. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, no. Cyndi Lauper was in Vibes. It's close. It's very close.
2: That's a very close. uh, Oh, shit.
0: Uh, Shit. Damn it. This is a movie I love as a child.
1: I think I liked it, too, now that you
2: mention it. Uh, It's listed as a bomb. Who directed it? Um, The famous Rudy DeLuca. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, And I'll I'll read you the quote. It says, tediously unfunny. Uh, the, oh, this may spoil it. Tediously unfunny horror movie spoof. Oh, Transylvania six Yep, that six five, uh, yeah, uh, six, five thousand. Thousand. It says shot in Yugoslavia and should have stayed there.
1: But wasn't Gina Davis like the female lead? Like, shouldn't her name have been up higher? Or was she only the female lead in The Fly? Like, did they? She just do a small she may have part been, in? I think.
2: I think Joseph Bologna. It was weird. The it was Jeff. Uh, it was Jeff Goldblum. Joseph Bologna. Uh, E. Begley Jr., Gina Davis. That was the way it was listed from the right order. Yeah.
1: See, I'm starting to lose these now. Like, I I definitely saw that movie and yeah. thought this is fucking ridiculous. And I sat through the whole thing. And, I uh, I
2: tried to stump you. I did try to think about something that would be ridiculous but noteworthy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum should have given it away, but it, it didn't. And I'm I'm a little I'm a little depressed. But fortunately, the show went long. We can just cut the yep, whole thing. Done.
2: <laughs> no, there's no edits on I Love Movies. And do you have anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, no, just uh, Human Giant every uh, Thursday, 1030, right after uh, Three, Six Mafias. Yeah, hurt. and tell those
1: guys if you ever see them again, if you yeah. still get along with them, Aziz, yeah. And, yeah, Aziz uh, and Rob Hubel, Aziz I'm sorry, tell those guys I want them to, to do this show too. Yeah, I definitely will. I'm going to see them a couple of Maybe be, I'll tell them, first thing you say to them out of your mouth.
2: Doug Benson wants to do I Love Save Movies. Save
1: the fucking firehouse dog conversation <laughs> for two fucking seconds, because I know right. every room you walk into is I'm a firehouse House dog I story room. have to
2: get the word out. I have to, get people, I have to make this as, have kangaroo jack proportions in the it box. It might not out.
1: even be playing by the time. Actually, it'll play straight through because of Easter or whatever. Yeah, yeah but, be good. Uh, kids love that shit. And kids love Paul Shear. everybody. There we go. Doug Let's Benson, for thank him. you for having me. And uh, until next time, this is Doug Benson saying William Defoe is a shithead. <laughs>
0: Now it's time for
1: Doug to watch another talkie Eyes of gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky
2: There's no room in his heart for you Cause Doug loves movies